Getting a great night's sleep is fantastic, and you can get that with a Sleep Number bed. The Sleep Number bed lets you choose your ideal comfort on each side, so it's the perfect bed for couples. With optional Sleep IQ technology inside, it tracks your sleep and gives you personal insights. You see how life affects your sleep and how sleep affects your life. Sleep Number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power for two years in a row. And for J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. My Sleep Number setting is 90. My Sleep IQ score last night was 92. And there's never been a better time to visit a Sleep Number store. Save 50% on a limited edition bed during the Ultimate Sleep Number event. Plus, Queen C2 mattresses are now only $599.99. You'll only find Sleep Number at any of the 500 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one nearest you. Call 1-800-390-9100. Tell them George Norrie sent you. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back. Mark Shaw with us. Mark, how thorough a job can a district attorney do with a case that's almost 52 years old? Well, it's interesting. Uh, people are obviously listening to your show, George, because I got an email with just about that same question here. So, <laughs> um, and, they, and they were wondering too, about, you know, how Kilgallen, if Kilgallen was so powerful, how did she get? Uh, how did somebody kill her? And I think those questions are are inter- interrelated. Well, I don't at... know how much time they're going to spend on this. Um, you know, I'm hopeful. Uh, there's a reporter in Columbus uh, where Ron Pataki lives that's also looking into this, and the New York Police Department, I understand, has gotten involved in the investigation. So I don't know how far they will go. They're probably asking themselves, too, the same question that this uh, person did with the email. If Kilgallen was so powerful, how, how could somebody kill her? Well, I think she thought she was invisible. Well, look at JFK. Uh, look how powerful he was, and somebody killed him. Yeah, exactly. I think she thought she was invincible. Uh, you know, one one thing we have to think about is how powerful she was. And if I may give you an example, she covered some of the most famous trials of the 20th century, the Lindbergh baby kidnapping mm-hmm. case, the Profumo uh, scandal in, in Britain. But one of them was the Dr. Sam Shepard, oh, which became The Fugitive. The, the move, the television show, The Fugitive, exactly. you're right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he she was one that shouted uh, Dr. Shepard was, was not guilty, he was he was convicted, and um, later on, uh, after the judge died, she I happened to practice law with F. Lee Bailey at one time, and Lee says that, uh, you know, after, um, after uh, the judge in that case died, Dorothy got a hold of him and said, listen, uh, I went to that trial, and, and uh, the judge called me in the chambers and wanted an autograph and all this. And he said, first of all, why are you here? And she said, well, it's such an exciting case. And he said, oh, for Christ's sakes, he said, uh, that he he's guilty as hell. Uh, the judge well, said that. Unbelievable. The judge said that, and so she told Belli, Belli, or she told uh, Bailey. Bailey then used that in his appeal to the United States Supreme Court, and that is what overturned that case. That's yeah. the kind of power, you know, that she had. So I think that you know, in her in her lofty status, she thought nobody could touch her, and and uh, the the district attorney probably is is looking into saying, hey, we need to find out how somebody could get close to her because uh, she was such a powerful woman. And I think if they put some resources into this and they follow the, um, the uh, fresh evidence that I presented, look at all the videos, talk to Pataki, talk to other people, and use some of hopefully uh, some information that people may pass along. Uh, I, I, can, I can tell you tonight for the first time that I've mentioned it to anybody, George, um, I've heard some from some relatives of Dorothy's now, 
And they've been scared to talk about this for years, but I think they will talk to me, and I may learn some good information, uh, you know, some inside information that nobody knows about what happened to Dorothy. It is an amazing story that deserves to reach some conclusion, I think. Yes, and, and, she deserves that, and, yes. And with your work, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, as you said, Pataki, uh, as you say, should be a suspect. He's 81 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a friend of hers. They were close. There's no question about that, right? Yeah, and I think he was, uh, you know, I think at some point, uh, whoever, uh, and, and again, I don't want to give away the mystery in the book, but whoever did harm uh, Dorothy and cause her death, um, I think Pataki was, uh, you know, connected to those people. I think these poems are kind of a way for him to uh, let out some of the, maybe some of the guilt that he had that way. Um, you know, it's hard to um, to, re, to 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 go back in time and figure out what was going on at that particular time. But you know, she was investigating the biggest case, uh, you know, of her lifetime, and the mystery now of her death is kind of connected in with the mystery of JFK's death. They're they're kind of intermingled there, and I think people will find that fascinating when they read about it. And she was how close to getting the book out? Well, there's some conjecture about that. You know, I'm, I'm like you. I, I want to present the truth. And so I've used as many primary sources as I can in the book, people that were there, people who knew Kilgallen, not speculation of any kind. Um, I think she was very close. Uh, the file, we've, we've had it described by, uh, you may know that one of her other lover that she had at, at the end of her life was Johnny Ray, who was the popular singer, the little white cloud that cried and all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. A gentleman that I interviewed uh, who's down there in L.A. where you are uh, was working on uh, an autobiography with Johnny. Uh, He told me that Johnny believed that uh, Dorothy had been murdered, Um, and and this they they described that file as having all of that, uh, the documents, uh, her interviews she had. She was able to get inside the Dallas Police Department, uh, all of that was in there, and she had shown Bennett Cerf, who you remember was on the show and the co-founder of Random House, she had showed him a chapter or two actually on the very night before she died, and he was enthused with it, uh, but then that file disappeared, and so that book was never written. What a shame. And what, what, what also is a shame, a lot of these players are dying away. Yeah, it's it's been kind of amazing to me that actually so many people are still alive. Uh, I was just put on uh, by a, by a reader again to uh, some information about somebody that was very close to uh, Carlos Marcello's ally Santo Traficante, who lives in Florida. Apparently, drove for Mr. Traficante, and and he may have information about this. He's still alive. Oh, that's a great story. Um, a tutor that was there in the. Uh, in the Kilgallen townhouse the night she died. He's alive, and I've interviewed him. So I'm hearing from a lot of people about things, and I'm hoping that they will either contact me or the DA. I mean, it's amazing. Um, in one email, they call Dorothy a patriot, you know, for looking into the JFK assassination. One reader, George, has visited her grave wow. um, and swept away the, the, the leaves and is taking some flowers there. One suggested that she be, her photograph be on a postage stamp. I mean, one thing you asked me, what do I hope comes out of this? Well, one big thing is that her re- reputation be restored. She was looked upon at the time as a drug addict, perhaps, and an alcoholic, and that was so far from the truth. This woman was 
such a remarkable person and journalist and all of that. So I'm hoping, and it seems to be happening, um, that people are recognizing the fact that uh, this reputation should be restored. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.